Welcome to Tonal Distancing. I'm here with Nina Grace today. Before we get started, let's do a toast to the lords and ladies of music. Please be kind to us as we drink and guide us on our musical journey. Nina, who would you like to toast today? I would like to make this toast out to Paolo Nutini and your new album. To Paolo, and I would like to make my toast out to Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, when I was in Hawaii recently, I went to his little restaurant, and his little restaurant, his awesome restaurant that does live <laughs> music and stuff. So, to Paolo, to Paolo and, and Mick. And Mick. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Delicious. So good. So, <laughs> Nina. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. <laughs> so no, happy I, I, I <laughs> I'm happy you're here as well. Uh, I know you. Uh, we we worked on a song recently. Um, you've been playing with Canamex and the Diamond Dogs. Um, yes. But I know you. You have so much more that you do. Uh, I know we've briefly talked. You you recently told me that you did some dancing before and uh, before you got more into music. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk too much about you. I want you to tell us about Nina Grace and who she is and give us a nice introduction about yourself. Hi everyone, Nina Grace here. I'm a singer songwriter from New York City. I've been singing my whole life and I started releasing original music a few years ago. My latest release is a collaboration with Ivy States. The song is in Spanish and English. It's called Hasta Mañana and you can find it wherever you listen to music. I also have some upcoming releases, a solo track and a collaboration with Kanemex. So for my social media plug, you can find me at Nina Grace Music on all platforms, uh, social media platforms. So that's going to be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I'm there, but I'm kind of like a ghost. So maybe not there. <laughs> and then for my music, I'm on all, all streaming download platforms um, under Nina Grace, which is N-I-N-A-G-R-A-C-E. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And uh, to start us off, uh, we're going to play uh, Summer Haze by Nina Grace. But it don't mean much to me if they come asking for my key. Anywhere is home and I'm eager to roam. Don't be worried if I choose to up and go. I always really, I did dig Summer Haze a lot. Um, what was like kind of the process of like writing that song? Was that one that you wrote entirely on your own, composed, produced on your own? Yes, except for one piece. So <laughs> um, the way that this song started is I was hanging out with a friend and he is a really great pianist and he was just playing this loop and I told him like, I have to have it. <laughs> so that's actually the loop that's playing in all of Summer Haze. Um, there's other things going on, so you might not notice it unless someone points it out. But if you listen closely, there's actually like a piano loop that's just playing over and over again. So that's how the whole thing started. And then I, yes, everything else was written by me. Um, I wrote this song kind of in a unique way. I don't often write this way. Um, but I just had the track on loop. And then I kind of, uh, this is for the songwriters out there who know what I'm talking about. I did kind of like this like mumble writing where you just let the words come out of you. And the really crazy thing is more often than not, um, 
it just works. <laughs> it's almost like you don't know what you need to write about or what you need to say, but it just happens. And you're like, oh, that actually does mean something to me. Um, so I wrote almost a whole song like that. And then um, I sat with it for a few years, actually. So I wrote this, I don't know, maybe 2018. And then I wasn't really releasing music just yet. And I wasn't sure what to do with it. I didn't know how to produce back then. But last year, I started learning how to produce. And I decided to use Summer Haze kind of as an experiment um, for the first song that I would produce and then release. So I, I had other releases out there, but they were never produced by me. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely learned a ton from it, and it's not perfect, but I am, like, really happy with it. So, um, like, it's very empowering to say that, like, I took the song from start to finish, and, yeah, that feels good. No, that, that, that's awesome. I think it's uh, taking something from start to finish, you feel, like, really rewarded by it because it's, like, you know, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad of that song. You're like, I did it, and it just means that, if you need to do it again, you can do it again. And sometimes totally. it's like, that's the biggest thing is like knowing that I have the ability to do it and taking the time to learn all the small things and at least the, the building blocks that you will like help you in the future. So yeah. that, that's awesome. I never knew that you did it all on your own. I, I know you started doing some producing on your own. I didn't know this was the first one because yeah. I honestly wouldn't have been, I'm like, that's the first one either. <laughs> I, I think I made it. like one post about it. So it's like, if you saw, okay, great. But otherwise, you know, people wouldn't know, but it, it did mean a lot to me. Um, cause it was kind of like this big hurdle. Um, it's so nice to not have to like wait on people um, and then hope that they'll like understand your vision and carry that out for you, you yeah. know? So yeah. then I released Here Lies after that and I also produced that myself and then now I'm producing Back to My Body. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a journey, but it's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> so let's let's go back in time. Okay. Because, and the reason I'm saying that is because you told me briefly uh, you did some dancing. Yeah. Because I would... I, I'm not a dancer. I, I started off playing guitar and um, it took me a long time to also like sing and play guitar. I actually just focus on guitar primarily um, and kind of that in, in the vein of what you were saying of just trying to make to, to get everything under your wing. So you kind of control, I guess, your destiny for lack of a, not to be so dramatic, but so you can kind of control yeah. the project and make sure it keeps moving. But you didn't start with like the singing and the piano playing, right? You 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 were dancing before. So tell me like about that. I was like so not saying I would su be surprised that you can or can't dance, but like I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like everyone I talked to is like, yeah, I just started playing guitar and or I just started playing sax or I just started playing drums. You're and, in the the yeah, world of guitarists. I'm I'm in the world of the instruments. You know, yeah. not so much in the world of like the the, I guess like. I don't want to say it's a byproduct of music because some people do it with intent that this is dance music, but I don't think about the, the motion of like, you know, dancing when it comes to making music. That's like, that's for me, that's like the byproduct. It's not the main thing. So yeah. tell me about that. I'm going to stop talking. Okay. Like, tell me about your dancing and stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a little bit of a long story, but um, the two are very connected for me um, to the point where like I finish a song and then I immediately start thinking about like, well, how this manifests visually so I've been like dreaming up all these music videos with movement in them. Um, but okay, back to the beginning. Wait, can I ask a quick question? Oh, of course. So do you think about the video or do you think about live performance with dancing? Mostly video, okay. but 
Um, I'll get more into my goals yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. also <laughs> there's also ideas for life performance. All right, I can't too. I can't wait to, to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I started dancing at four years old, and uh, I don't know. I remember just like crying <laughs> a lot initially. When you're a kid, I don't think when you're that little, like you're not like this is my purpose, you know. Yeah. But actually, very quickly, like I took such a liking to it, and I just fell in love with it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it became like my whole life. Like I became really engrossed in it. And after school every day, I went to dance classes and then like weekends, you know, were rehearsals and performances and I just kind of threw myself at it. And then, um, I guess in high school, then it was my dream to, so I, I grew up in New Jersey and then it was my dream to start. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go Wait, on. What? I'm just fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry for any Jersey lovers in here, but even though I'm from there, I'm not like the most proud to be. Hey, I mean, I, hey, it's, it's better than a lot of places. I grew up in suburbia where it was quite boring, but it. You know what? I had a good childhood, so I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you're talking to someone that came from the Midwest, so like, it's not like I can be like, oh, represent. <laughs> I grew up in New York adjacent, which was like the best thing about New Jersey. Like I grew really close to the border. That, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There, I have I have thoughts in like New York, New Jersey, and Long Island, but we don't have to discuss that here. Right? We don't it's need fair. to. It's fair. We don't need to throw people under the bus. Long Island, I'm throwing you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey's better than you, I think. I'm not that sure. I think we should move on from this before we really offend some people. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Long Island fans that you're trying to <laughs> keep a solid face. <laughs> um, so, so I'm sure some people know that um, you know some of the best dance schools are near, are in New York City. So, um, my sophomore year of high school, I got into this dance school here in New York City called Alvin Ailey. It was like an absolute dream. And then uh, a few months in, I injured myself. <laughs> I could barely move. <laughs> wait, wait. So when, wait, when did you get into the dance school? I think I was a sophomore in high school, so okay. 15 years old. And then how long did it take you to injure yourself? A few months. Why, why did yeah. you injure yourself? Were you trying to prove, actually, you trying to prove yourself? No. You know, the dancers? crazy thing is I didn't injure myself in class, but I think the injury did come from a lot of like um, wear and tear from oh. dancing. I was literally walking down the street one day and then like, I couldn't use my right, like oh, ankle. It was mostly my ankle that I injured, and I just couldn't walk anymore. Um, fully recovered now, obviously. Well, not obviously because I'm sitting, but um, she's anyway. not recovered. <laughs> she has a peg leg. <laughs> she doesn't like to talk about it, but I'm telling but you. What <laughs> okay, so anyway, so then I actually, you know, music's always been a part of my life, but it's always on the side because you know, my dream was to become a professional dancer, dance with a company. That's all I ever thought about in terms of my career. Didn't consider other things. Even though I loved music, it just at the time wasn't as important to me. So I was in, you know, school choir, school band, musical theater. Um, And then when I got this injury, I was like, okay, well, I want to focus on something creative and like, you know, enjoy how I spend my time after school. So I just really threw myself at that and did a lot of like music extracurriculars. Um, I was telling Kanem that <laughs> I was a real nerd and I was the drum majorette in the marching band and I, uh, 
I feel like this isn't so wait, wait, nerdy. Wait. I I twirled some rifles in the color guard. I feel like that's kind of cool. It's all over my head. <laughs> I, I, oh, really? I, I went to a weird high school, so that that's like why I'm not like really in sync with the marching band. But what does what does drum major mean? Like, are you out there playing the snare? The no, drum, so you don't. The, with the, the, you, you have, have the a staff. baton. You have yeah. The baton. Yeah. <laughs> You're just out there, Gandalf. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a baton, and the, your main purpose, there's all this extra stuff, which I'll explain in a moment, but the main purpose is that you actually conduct the band. Okay. Um, so like you're there at the beginning of a football game and you're playing the national anthem and they put you on this really big podium and you get, you know, in front of the band and then you conduct them. But then halftime show, which is like our big spectacle, you have this whole routine and, um, you have this baton and you're doing some, actually some dancing, um, but always have to incorporate the baton and yeah. So it's you, like it's, it's performance based, but obviously you have to conduct. Are, are you bringing a baton to the next gig? No, I don't Why even not? have it anymore. Why don't you have a baton anymore? <laughs> what kind of band think... leader are you? <laughs> it's in my past. <laughs> it's part of me, but it's in my past. No, we gotta bring that back. <laughs> okay, so okay, <laughs> we got sidetracked. <laughs> Injured foot from dancing, band geek. <laughs> then I'm getting ready to go to college and I'm like, okay, I'm going to refocus on dance. Like I, you know, need to focus on, you know, getting back to the rhythm things, taking class, being strong and major in that. And then, you know, right after school audition for company. Um, Wait, can I ask this? Yeah. Obviously a dumb question for someone that no, like, doesn't do dance. It's fine. So like the auditioning for a, a, a company, like that's like, what 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 companies would that be? Like, is it like Cirque du Soleil? I don't know. That's that's. I feel like that's silly. Or is it like Broadway companies? Or how does that work? Um, I know well, I'm jumping ahead, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It depends what you do and and what your sort of like future goals are. But um, Alvinelli is a modern company, and I know that may not mean much, but I guess if you think of something a little more like abstract, contemporary. Okay. That was really what I was passionate about. And there are a lot of companies, even just in New York alone, that specialize in that. So that's the sort of okay. dance companies that I would and That would be like, like I'm, I guess I'm thinking of like the tail end. Like I'm the audience member. So yeah. like where would, I, where would like I end up like seeing in a Grace dance with this great company or this great company yeah. having or this company having the great Nina Grace dance with them? <laughs> <laughs> would that be like would that be i'm just, i, I where would like, you go would it be like broadway or is it like a different sort of no like, there's like there's dance theaters okay dance around theaters. Your, and um there's been some amazing companies um at bam okay here in brooklyn so they use that space for dance as well and then um city center joyce theater um, New York Live Arts. There's like a lot of theaters okay, okay. that are dedicated. That's to awesome. This. I, I, yeah. Now I'm like really interested in actually going <laughs> seeing like performances. Oh yeah, like I can give you recommendations. Something completely under my radar. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Rewinding. College. <laughs> getting back your your legs back. You know. <laughs> getting my legs back. Getting your legs back. <laughs> uh yeah. So I go to college as a dance major, and then I'm actually. <laughs> What's that? What's that? You're wondering and, what that pause was about? No, 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 no. no. Like, it's like, it's we, it's it's always like, so 
interesting <laughs> people entering college mm-hmm. and then like hearing that like that confidence you had and doing like what made you so confident in just going to college and saying like i'm doing is it just all your whole life has been that and it's like my whole what life else would like, i be doing yeah okay okay my whole life was just yeah. leading up to that moment i loved singing i loved everything like you know relating to music and performing um but that's really all I ever thought. I was, yeah, yeah. It was very much like one track mind. This is what I'm going to do with my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then life has other plans, I guess. Because <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> how, um, how long did it take you to change it? Well, not why long. did you change your mind and how long did it take you? <laughs> it had a lot to do with where I went to school. So the major, um, what actually counted toward the major, ended up being mostly history classes. Oh, okay. And I was like, you, you didn't want to hear about. I mean, all one the or wars. two, okay, what, but what, the his... actual practical class, like the dance classes, yeah, barely counted toward the major. And I really Ooh. just wanted to be spending my time moving. That was like my dream. Ooh, okay, yeah, there's a I lot of like essay that... writing yeah. and like. Anyway, <laughs> if you're a dance historian, that's a dream, but that wasn't my dream. <laughs> so I decided to actually start learning how to like write music um and i started taking these theory classes and i loved it and i became a, a music Whoa. a music nerd all over okay, again okay so wait <laughs> you decided like no more dance you just like switch well, your music actually to... i should say i keep dance so all well, throughout college no i kept dancing i just um your major i switch. started um kind of sort of reviewing other options i yeah, guess yeah. you could say but I always kept dancing throughout college because you can just take them. They don't count toward anything, yeah. but you could just take them. So I think it's interesting that you like when you change gears to doing music, it's music theory that gets you into like actually writing music. Yeah. Because like I, I, I learned I took a couple of music theory courses in college. But by that point, I had already been playing for like you know, five plus years. Yeah. And like music theory is like always something because I, I appreciate kind of that that those fundamentals of it, it was always something I wanted to get to, but like I never like spent the time on my own. So when I had the opportunity to take classes, I took them and that kind of added to what I was already doing or also explained what I was already doing in songs I've written previous. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm using this scale. I'm going to these chords. Like, but it's weird. Do you like generally Mm -hmm. use like music theory to dictate how you write a song? I think that I had to go through that in order to learn how to write music. Interesting. Oh, I mean, that, I know that that's was, probably a, that was a lot of people do that. Process. But. I think maybe a lot of people learn by ear. You know, they listen to music they love. They, you know, you, you know, if you, you make start off, music you make young, your knockoff, like, exactly, <laughs> you songs. make your own cover, and you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah. And then that's a way to learn an instrument and a way to learn, you know, chord progressions and sort of like general song structure. But I was like very late to the game, yeah. so. Although I actually did play instruments. I played, well, this doesn't count toward theory as much, but I played percussion for several years. That means a lot. I mean, um, you were just practicing with about, me and Joe, no. and like, my timing is atrocious. I'm like, damn it, it's, it's finally showing. I don't have Daniel on drums covering me up. I'm playing against a metronome. This is my nightmare. It's like reading aloud, but with music. <laughs> Wait, didn't you, aren't you a drummer? I can't, I don't ever say I'm a drummer. Oh, it, there's a difference. It's it's like it's like saying it's like when you say you're a singer and I could say I do I say I do vocals I don't say oh, I can sing. Oh, I never realized that you made that distinction because I don't want someone to be like you said you were a singer. I never said <laughs> like I was a I singer. Said, aren't you a drummer? 
I say I can play drums. <laughs> Maybe the reason why I'm not a drummer for a band generally. I I, I got bored playing guitar. My bro- brother grew up playing drums when I started playing guitar. I got bored playing a guitar for like a summer, and I picked up drums and like just to be able to play them. And it, it informs me on how like beats and percussion goes. And yeah, when I'm playing like literally when I'm playing by myself on guitar, I can hear bass lines, drums already as I'm playing. That's and awesome. so when I go to like record or create something, it's like I already know what I'm looking for and I can just put the pieces together. But you I think I'm going to enlist you to help me with production because <laughs> actually percussion oh, is no. one of the things that I do not that I do last, but that I kind of like put off because I'm like I don't know what it should sound like. But if you can already hear it in your head, that's very cool. Well, the thing for me is, um, like you witnessed, I'm not great. I what I take, I do take time to try to practice with a metronome every now and then. Like as a side note, I do like I, I grew up playing or listening to like like thrash metal music, so mm-hmm. I tend to like like to play that and make make stuff in that genre, and whenever I do that or get heavily into that, that's when I start pulling out the metronome because I need to be a lot more precise. And I know I'm like, can be kind of sloppy when it comes to playing against metronome. But if you like any of my logic, like pro uh, logic pro X projects, like I actually have drums that lead me in that I mute later. Cause like an actual drum beat helps me keep time better than just a metronome. Oh, got it's it. probably like just so like while you're recording and you're having listening like, the to eighth that. notes and stuff. So, but I generally like, I kind of just, if I play something, I hear the drums or hear how I'd envision the drums to go most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, wait, you, <laughs> you're a drum major? Oh, no, wait. Or I, so my dad was a drummer. Um, my dad was a drummer and a DJ. So I got into music pretty young just for fun. We had a lot of records. We listened to a lot of music, which is why my taste is a, kind of all over the place. Um, and so because of him, my first instrument ever was I joined percussion section in the in the marching band in school and i played that for a while and then i um do you like cool like like stick tricks and stuff oh so in marching band i was uh bass drum so we didn't do anything super cool that would be like the the snare or like the (laughs) hand twirl hand twirl Uh, but i i held down the beat and i would kick off you know songs or marches or that's what i can take credit for so we gotta get you a baton (laughs) and a body it's mount escalating. bass drum. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing notes. <laughs> yes. Wait, I'm losing track. Where so, were we? Yes. Okay. So, and I played, I played cello. I played a couple you play of cello too. Yeah. I actually still have my cello home. So we don't, you don't need to get a cello. I still have All that. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so I had some musical background, but nothing formal and, I think that I really needed that foundation. Like, even though I played instruments, I still wasn't able to take that and be like, oh, I know how to write music now. I think I really needed that information to be fed to me at first. Um, So I started taking these theory classes. I fell in love with it. So I ended up switching to a music major and decided, um, you know, this has always been a part of my life. And now I actually really, really want to focus on this. And I want to be dedicated to understanding music and just like, how to write it and why I love the songs that I love, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, that was really important to me at the time. So that's what I focused on in college. What, what song did you like a song that you really liked or even a song that you wrote before? 
what was like the one of the songs that like you de- deconstructed and you're like, oh shit, this I learned this in music <laughs> theory class, and this is what they're doing. This is fucking amazing. Um, well, I know that. Um, I was so I don't I know Vanessa Carlton is kind of like a meme, <laughs> but I love her music. I grew up listening to it a ton, and then um, she has this earlier album. I can't think of the name right now. And she she has a Stevie Nicks featured on it, and then Fleetwood Mac's like one of my favorite all time bands, and yeah. um, that album's like really really special to me. And then she went to my college, okay. and she actually majored in um, music and dance. Yeah. So I just felt we were kind of like on this similar journey, and I felt really inspired by her. And I was like, and then I was starting, I started to learn piano in college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was, I started kind of like dissecting her music. And okay. That felt like well, well, really well, cool. Go, go, do music, go music theory nerd. Cause like, the, <laughs> there's two songs I'm thinking about right now. One is, I think it's That's Life by Frank Sinatra, right? There's the key chain. I think the song is in G major, right? And it's a simple key. I don't know. <laughs> no, there's, simple, there's a simple key change where he just starts playing the root of G and then forces it, forces it to G sharp. And I was like, that's interesting that like you can just kind of force a key change a half step like that. And I think um uh Living on a Prayer does the same thing, but I think it forces it a full step or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that sounds and right. Those were things I started noticing after taking music theory. Yeah. And then I started incorporating like uh, my song Keep Warm Tonight. I do that. I I start on I think it's B double flat cuz oh, wait. No, it's B double flat. <laughs> I play a half set down. So let's oh, just say okay, the song's okay. in B. Let's just say the song's in B. I force it to C, C by like the same way that kind of Sinatra does that and that's life. Cool. And then also Sweet Child of Mine, how they switch from, I think the song is, I don't want to fuck this. Mm, they kind of, I don't know. I, I stole the key change from like the chorus into like yeah. the solo section for another song that I did because it's like, oh, I noticed how they did that. Let me, I think they went from, like an A to an E, so they went down a fourth, and I just started noticing like how they would do that. Yeah, and, so and that's actually over. really common. So yeah, yeah, they go course. to like the or they go to like the the key of the five actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I feel like you don't even need a lot of theory instruction to find out that you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You just need to know how to do it tastefully, and yeah. usually it's just like some sort of like transition, like you know, a passing chord or two that will get you to like the yeah, new key yeah. that you want. But but I, that yeah. like music theory unlocked that in my writing for me because before that totally like, I, I just stick to the root like way too much i feel like but then like music is oh shit i can like shift the whole key or do key change there's other things obviously i learned from like the classes but uh it's it, it was it wasn't like the first building block but like it added to it i i feel like one thing that i i maybe think too much about is I don't go to the I don't like resolve a five to I play in minor a lot but I don't, okay I generally I don't resolve a five to one a lot I normally do like the major seven to the minor one okay interesting like, I feel like that's maybe more common wait than, you're saying instead of five one you do five seven one no I I don't hit the five a lot I don't hit the five a lot uh try to think of a song medicate me does it because I go to it's an E and I go to the B so that's a five yeah but um. A song like, well, For the People, I think it's it's like the one, it's one, one, six, seven, and this is an all minor, so one, six, seven, and then one, two, seven. 
but I'm always going back to the seven to resolve it to the one. I, what's that? That's the subdominant. Do I remember my music ter- theory terms right? <laughs> Se- minor seven to minor one. It, it's ma- major seven to minor one. Sub- so D major. Yes, yes, yes. D, yes, subdominant. D major, yes. E minor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while for me too. <laughs> you asked me like if I think about this like very clearly like yeah. when I'm writing, but I don't. Really? No. I I think I needed those years where I needed to do like, you know – Tat like homework basically okay, on okay. command to like like do these exercises yeah. so I understand it. Yeah. But now I think it's kind of ingrained in me and almost like when I'm playing piano, my hands just know where to go. Yeah. Or I know where to go to try different things. So now I what like I'm so grateful that I had those years where I was like forced to do all these really annoying exercises. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's just kind of intuitive now. That's because uh, I feel like I the. All my bass is from learning other songs um, before, like before music, learning other songs and then making my songs because I know I started noticing some patterns in other songs. And and then that kind of muscle memory wasn't like a, um, is all just like intuition based on just a bunch of songs that I learned. And then when I learned music theory, it started breaking down what that was. But then it also started breaking down. Like in down. a good way or in, bad in, in, in way? A, I always think in a good way. But okay. then, I think it, it's somewhat in a bad way. I like start, to frame it in a good way. Like I think somewhat in a bad way. It's like I started realizing like, oh, I do this a lot. I do that a lot. Like, why don't I ever go to the five that often? Am I not writing music well? Because in class, we say go to the five and then the one. I don't do that all the time. But that, that's, I mean, that's, that's like its own education yeah. too, right? Like if there's like a song that you love that does that and you're yeah. like, that sounds cool. Yeah. You know, try yeah. to, try to implement it somewhere. Yeah. But that's our, that's our music theory, like minute, <laughs> which is way more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so school, so music theory, you finally, what is this? Are we at cap and gown time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess you could say so. Um, I, I really like spent the next few years nerd. focusing on music. <laughs> yeah, total music nerd. Um, that's where I started learning how to play piano because it was actually a requirement of the degree. And now I play piano often. So very happy about that, yeah, that sort too. of beginning. Or did you get rid of your piano? <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have the piano. That's where I, I go to write piano always. Um, and then, but then you graduate with like this liberal arts degree, right? And then you're like, uh, but it's it was from like a a classical and jazz standpoint, so okay. we didn't really cover any pop music or whatever, yeah. you know, all the other genres that are out there. So I'm like, okay, now I need to become a better lyric writer. So then I actually got a songwriting coach. Oh, cool! And then and then she was also my piano coach, and I worked with her for some time. And like that's actually how I became a confident songwriter. Nice. So I got like the foundations from school, but then. Yeah. But then songwriting is just like such a beast. Like I have a liberal arts music degree. It's not necessarily songwriting. It's like yeah. composition. But then songwriting is like this whole other thing. Um, why do you think of why do you think of like songwriting and composition as different things? I think there's like places where they overlap, but at least like from my sort of you know college education, um, it was all classical and jazz music. So um, there wasn't any instruction on lyric writing and that's where i thought i was really lacking when i graduated college so i was like okay i can write chords i can write melodies yeah and i can like put a whole song together i know about structure now but 
what about words? And I wanted to really start like writing my own music. What did you learn? Like, what's it, what's kind of your, you? Well, first you said in in summer haze, you kind of went the mumble approach. Yeah, to writing. she, my coach was actually the one who encouraged me to do. So it. she she encouraged you like mumble like mumble writing a lot. Yeah. What other kind of like? Because I think there's I, I I do that too. I like stare at a window and, and <laughs> I'll be like, oh, there's a thermometer. Let me talk about what degree it is outside or oh there's a car red car passing by red car passing by is the first word red a lot of brick like <laughs> a lot of brick songs i've exposed brick in my apartment there's been a lot of brick <laughs> lyrics um but then there's also like the like the story writing approach mm. uh i mean obviously there's a, a lot of other approaches so yeah. how like do you would you just generally stick to mumbling or do you like dip your toes in like other approaches? Um, no, I actually do mumble writing the least. Okay. Um, yeah, so oftentimes, I mean, I went through a lot of like exercises with that coach that now helped me now that helped me now. Yeah. So um, I learned how to become like so much more specific and detailed in my writing because it turns out. That that's like what people really like hold on to. Like they hear a line and they're like, oh, I can relate to that. What's, you know? what's like a specific detailed line they written <sighs> recently? Well, if you ever. think about Summer Haze, like the, op- well, skipping the, the chorus intro, like the first line of the verse is apartment 4593. That's where you notify me. It's like, oh, it like immediately places you somewhere. That's perfect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot about how to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Siri has comments too, people. Um, that's kind of scary. I just held the, the button too long. On my phone. Oh, it's Watch. okay. My bad. I'm sorry. Siri scares me. It's not your fault. Um, She's always listening. Seriously. So, and like, there's a lot of, we did, and when I first started with her, we, it was actually just like creative writing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even doing anything mm. music related. It was just all these creative, creative writing exercises and um, kind of like, oh, just write stream of consciousness for 10 minutes. And then what, what, what's the topic that's sort of there and what are like key phrases that you can kind of pick out and start a song with or um, object writing like an orange. Yeah. And you have to talk about how it makes you feel, what it smells like, what it looks like. And you you realize that you can like become so descriptive about one item in just like five minutes. And you have like all this content. So basically for me, I know this is different for literally everyone that writes music, but uh, lyrics always come to me first. So I'll have like a lyrical idea. And then I have like all these notes in my phone where I just save all these lyrical ideas to return to. Sometimes the melody comes at the same time, sometimes not. And then I, so I take that as like the key idea. And then I start kind of using these like exercises to really expand upon the theme and like what the song's going to be about. And then I take it to the piano. So that's, that's, that's that's my process. (laughs) I think, I think the writing the lyrics first or writing the story first process is like a very commendable process because no, it really is because (laughs) like you are approaching generally what most people associate with a song is like the what's what are they saying in the song like that's like that's why most music especially now has words is because that's people are interested in the story i think that's what they really hold on to yeah what the the emotional content is what they hold on to um 
like it's just it you know you start with the lyrics i start with the guitar and like whether that's chords or riffs or however you want to describe it it's i try to break myself out of the box i i can i can break myself out of a box and maybe start with melody um but the most difficult for me is starting with just words i'm just like i don't know this doesn't rhyme yet (laughs) i just feel like i hear sound bites everywhere like i hear something someone says and i'm like ah or like something i'm watching you know a movie and i'm like oh that's a great idea for a song and it's just kind of how my brain operates yeah but i definitely don't think there's like a better way i think Uh, everyone should have like their entry into writing a song however like suits them you know of course i just it's just like I don't. I always get impressed with other musicians with their process, and like whenever you see someone able to like thrive in an era, you don't. It's like, oh damn, that's like really cool that you can do that. Because I would be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I need the. I need the the landscape of the what I consider is the music because the words are just like the final layer I'm putting on it, mm. right? Um, I need the landscape of the music that the words are going to sit on because that will kind of dictate more of what I'm writing and then taking it the other way. You're, you're essentially inspiring me to like, okay, do a writing project (laughs) on these, these flowers. Yeah. Describe them and then write a song from there. (laughs) We can do it anytime. Just let me know. We'll just whip out our notebooks and write about these leaves. (laughs) no, I'll do it on my own because you're going to embarrass me because your, your song is going to be way better than mine. I'm like, God damn it, I even noticed the tinge and the, the degrees of the green. Glossiness <laughs> the, and the way they're angled. The goddamn glossiness. I didn't even think about that. The way the light hits them. All right, I'm going to stop now. No, you can keep going. All right, so <laughs> you've went through this whole process. You've been yeah. moving your legs since you were four. <laughs> Flailing your arms since you were five. Mm. You went to college, you did the music school, you, you after college, yeah. you continued to invest in yourself by like figuring out how to just like write creatively, yeah. do songwriting. Um, I, I'm curious, like how does this mm. all unfold? Like we talked a little bit about, like we touched on like music, videos, and then yeah. as well as um, like live performance. So if yeah. you can, I know like sometimes it's like you don't want to throw too much out there. So throw as <laughs> much or as little you want out there about how does like, you, you do you see yourself kind of like putting that together to yeah. solidify into your bigger projects? Yeah, definitely. I I don't have any issue saying that. I, I definitely believe in like when you share things, it helps manifest them. So just putting this out in the world. But um, yeah, I think I kind of lost my connection to dance because I had such a close relationship with it for most of my life. So even me going to like a class or two a year, like that's nowhere near enough. Um, so for many years after school, I kind of lost that connection, I would say. Um, it was always important to me, but I just was focused on other things. And then in the last few years, I just started to think like, it hasn't stopped being important to me and that mm. must mean something. So. I want to find a way to blend both. And um, I love watching music videos and getting ideas and inspiration from that. And it's clear to me, like, how connected the two are. I've always felt that way, but sometimes you get wrapped up in stuff and you forget. But it's become really clear to me lately, like, how much I want those two to, like, both be part of my life and, like, my Mm -hmm. career. So, um, 
Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, like whenever I finish a song, I get music video ideas and they always include dance because movement's just so connected to what I write. Yeah. Um, it's all like a lot of what I write is like super personal and I feel like movement is also really personal. And um, yes, so I actually I was telling Kanem just last night, I start, I like rented this dance studio space because I want to start choreographing for music videos, um, I haven't released like an official music video yet. Yeah. And that's like one of my big goals. Um, and I definitely want there to be dancing in it. So I just started choreographing um, to Summer Haze. And then, um, but I definitely want dance to like be a live experience for people as well. Not just like, oh, if they go on YouTube and see my video, there I am or there are the dancers like I want them to come to a show and for it to be like really integrated as well yeah so yeah I definitely like envision um it's not like your typical like pop or hip-hop performance right because what I do is like very singer songwriter very lyrical so like the dancing is a little bit different than I think what most people think of when I say like dancing for music videos or dancing for live performances yeah um but it's definitely like a like a lyrical um, kind of like interpretive dance type experience that I envision. So no, that's really I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> With me at the piano. <laughs> obviously, you got to give me a line into like these these other performances because I want to see some of these more um, uh, independent. I'm thinking of, trying to think of the word um, not mainstream like kind of dance performances. Uh, but I I always like the the offshoot from like you know you see it's like I'm not I don't need to see Step Up Two every time <laughs> I go to a show love like, those movies <laughs> but agreed <laughs> I, I, I like that has me excited to see what you put together because it's like oh cool like I'm not I'm not gonna just go see Step Up Two I'm gonna see Nina Grace too <laughs> Nina Grace too. Yeah, it's something it's something different, something really personal, something that like I can really relate with and I I feel like when you put something out there that's really authentic to you, then yeah. that helps people relate to it as well. So It also just like perpetuates your message and how you feel and you can stand by it stronger and better than like um kind of copying to maybe something that people would, you know, that you would think would have more of a mass appeal. Yeah. Like Oh, I think of, uh, I think that's a really hard yeah. thing as an artist. I definitely think about this somewhat often. I don't know about you, but what do you think I about? I don't know what that takes me. What do you think about? Oh, okay, okay. Is this gonna be popular <laughs> or not? Or more just like, uh, like, will people understand what I do? Yeah. Or like my brand, or um, should I do something more like this because that's what people are really into? You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, that definitely crosses my mind. I'm like, uh, will will people get this? But I I really think that if you stick to it, yeah, and you commit to it, and you're like, this is what I do. Yeah, take it yeah. or leave it, sort of thing. I think people will get it. it or th- I think what's more important is the people that will get it are the people right. you're going to want. Right, right, right. Because the people course. that don't like, if, if you're gonna have maybe. Uh, I mean, I think of like I said, like, I was into thrash metal. Not everyone is into like that kind of heavier music yeah but i really liked it and then you see that you find other people that really like that specific thing and then you have a better connection to the (laughs) artist and you have a better connection to those people because like oh we like this weird obscured thing not saying what you're doing is weird (laughs) obscure, but like it's sometimes there's there's more merit and there's 
there's more staying power in that. Like, cause if it's something that like you build a real fan base, yeah, like, one build a real fan base, but you can also think, you know, in ten years I'd still do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the more uh, the older I get, <laughs> the more important it is. I'm like, I'll do this in ten years. To do what I want to do. Playing medicate me for twenty years now. <laughs> I still love the damn song. As you should. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. I, I mean, I've enjoyed. Uh, hearing the music you've come out with i've enjoyed the performances i've seen you in i've enjoyed performing with you so it only makes me more excited to see like more you sharing more of your artistic vision uh, you know as you go on and thanks i didn't know about the dancing yeah i didn't know about the marching band (laughs) (laughs) no not too many people need to know about the marching band days everyone (laughs) everyone yeah no but i i really i really want to start sharing more of that side yeah. of me too and post more about that and you know start to incorporate like make these music videos start to build these live shows with you know sort of like more of an experience in mind so if you ever need a bad backup dancer you can ask i will i'll not, consider you I'll, I'll need to see what kind of moves you hey, have in hey, your back I, I, <laughs> I will not say i will accept <laughs> i will not accept anything serious but if you're like hey i just need to put this tiktok together but i'm your man <laughs> i love tiktok <laughs> Trying to, trying to dance with these kids. <laughs> Be like an old Obama. Am <laughs> I doing it right? Am I doing it right? <laughs> Dab the right way. <laughs> kids still doing the soldier boy. <laughs> I think some kids are too little to even know what that is. It's crazy. It's the world we live in. It keeps moving. Yeah, that's right. So, all right. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Canon X and the Diamond Dogs featuring Nina Grace. Um, and we we played with her before, uh, in June at the Delancey again, and it was it was it was super fun. Like awesome. Nina's a great performer. She adds so much. She makes us all feel self conscious. What? We're like, God damn it! This like the opposite why, of what I want to do. Why? Like, why? I should why make everyone feel fabulous. <laughs> we feel better, and but then we're like, damn. But like, she adds so much, and it's been so much fun playing like. Her songs, you know, incorporating yeah. her into some of our it's been songs really and cool our styles. That you've, that you've been taking the time to learn them. Yeah, it, I mean they're great songs. Like I mean, we, we've set like, show me. We we've, <laughs> we've been playing show me you, and then we've yeah. also been playing open wide, and they just they work as songs. They're they're not like sit like they're, they're kind of actually like kind of different songs in terms of genre, but like like show me you just like. All the dynamic chord changes yeah. make it really fun and engaging. And then open wide, uh, I guess the wide open space to really use sound uh, becomes really engaging and really fun to play. So I, I thank you for bringing two really fun oh, yeah. songs for us to play and then playing with us on all the others and then being our, our vocal coach <laughs> and, and getting, you know, trying to get better with harmonies and stuff and really adding. Not only like bringing yourself, but like sharing your knowledge to help us all be better uh, performing, you know, with you and everything. So I really appreciate that. Oh, of course. Yeah. I have a blast. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say no. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tonal Distancing. I have a couple releases on deck, a solo track and a collaboration with Canem X. So stay tuned. The, the new things I find out about people I've known for like, you know, a minute, 
like it's always fun to kind of like find that out on the yeah shelves. like kind of peel the onion and yeah like find all these layers yeah like, you're like oh yeah you have like this expand you like you sometimes forget that people yeah. have this whole life, you had right? A whole life? You didn't <laughs> like, live the you same life you as like I this? did. What? <laughs> so yeah, no, thank you for for talking and thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me. This Thanks was for fun. Me. All right, and to play us out, we're gonna be doing therapy. Mm-hmm. Also with Ivy States.